What's happening? Dylan Smith here, your highly capable and always intelligent host on the Dylan Smith Experience Podcast. You guys are in luck. Today I have with me the true Tiger King, the one and only head football coach of the LSU Football Tigers, better known as the Bayou Bengals. He likes his crawfish. He likes to win championships. Cocho, what's happening, my friend? Hey, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you. Let me be here, Dylan. <clears throat> I uh, hope I have a good time and uh, proud to be here and represent LSU Tigers. Well, Coach, it's uh, it's been an awful, awful fun time. Just to sit back and watch your career. I mean, I, I hate. I'm you know I'm a huge Bama fan. I hate that you bit my tide. But take me back through that game. I mean, do you think if Tua does not get injured, do you win that game? Well, to be honest, we you know we we could have beat Bama by forty at night, but uh, we just had to make it interesting for the fans. We don't matter if Tua was healthy, broke leg, but uh, it don't matter. We we was we was gonna win that game no matter what. We just had to make it a little bit interesting, you know. Well, I, I certainly understand where you're coming from. I don't know if I agree with you on that. But I will say, uh, President Trump was actually in, 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 attend, in, in attendance of that game, and I was too. Uh, crazy, because there's security everywhere, man. It was it was awesome. Let me tell you this. Um, you know, could, do you think that, you, I mean, your defense, had it not been for, for Joe Burrow, y'all wouldn't have won championship. And you know that. You know that. Um, do you think that taking from uh, President uh, Trump's defense of the southern border, um, do you think that you could, uh, you know, take any lessons from that? Do you think that you need to start calling your defense, quote, the wall? Do you think that would stop the flow of, you know, passes going through your secondary and, you know, and rushing yards just mounting against your your front seven? Well, you know, President Trump, he's, he's a good man. He's, uh, he's doing a lot of good things for our country. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy. I'm really happy he's in office. But, uh, you know, I have to disagree with him. We got a pretty good defense. We got a, we got a strong front seven. Uh, you know, we do give up some yards sometimes, you know, but that's, that's all part of the game. Part of the game, you know. But uh, other than that, no, I ain't going to take no lesson from Trump. He just needs to worry about the country. He don't need to worry about no, how, how my defense runs. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> Anyone who knows Dakota Smith knows that he is a darn good impressionist. He can do impressions of, you know, mostly like local people. And it sucks because it's, you know, if, if you don't know people from around here, it's just he, he can only do. It's not that he's just limited. He can do like, you know, well-known celebrities, but he's best known for doing like local ball coaches. And so, for anyone that knows, like, who graduated from North Sand Mountain, went to school North Sand, grew up around the Pisgah area, just any, any anywhere around Sand Mountain or Jackson County in general, um, knows that he can do a pretty darn good Im- impersonation of uh, of Coach Ed Kirby. So, uh, Dakota, tell us how that kind of started, man. Like, what? How did how did that come to be? Because I mean, I know like around when it happened, right? I mean, we went to high school together, best best friends throughout high school. Like, when did you realize you you could do all these impressions? Well, I just, I don't heard it every day, you know, and I was like, well, I'll just figure out if I can try it one day, and I started, I tried it, 
and a couple people heard me try and thought it was pretty good so i just kept doing it uh, if i understand it correctly i mean they they would stop you like i'd see it they would stop you in the hallway they would legit stop this dude they'd be like dakota uh, you know they would never say his full name dakota they say coda k-o-d-a whatever <laughs> they'd say coda do uh do impre- do curbs do impress coach curry would they not every morning you know i i'd I, you know, I'm, I'm tired, 8 o'clock in the morning and everything like that. I'm just now getting there. And I'd have the principal, vice principal, history teacher, and they'd all stop me, hey, you can do this impersonation, this guy, and this guy. And I, it was an everyday thing. It kind of got old being that early in the morning, but it, overall it was it was kind of fun, though. Dude, this guy, this guy's got some stories when it comes to impersonations. Like, there was one time, t- tell the story the the correct way. You weren't even playing basketball at that time, I don't think, but... Everyone was in the gym, and there were no coaches, and you wanted a lot of fire under them. So, like, take us through that story. Uh, <clears throat> you talking about the one I was in the locker room, or was it? Uh, they were all like crowd around the speaker. Oh, okay. See, we back back then we for some reason we got we got in trouble if we wanted to go to the gym instead of, on uh, instead of our break. <clears throat> but uh, like I said. I wasn't playing ball that year, so I walked in there on my break just to see what was going on. I thought, and almost all the team was over there trying to get the speaker figured out or whatever, trying to play music or whatever they're trying to do. Trying to play some Lil Weezy. <clears throat> and uh, they didn't realize I was in the gym, so I did my uh, Coach Kirby impression. And I guess as soon as they heard it, they thought he was in there. Because as soon as they, <clears throat> as soon as they heard my voice, they went and start, they started running and doing the drills. And then they realized it was <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was there. Like I, this guy just walked in and he's like, "Hey!" And he starts like yelling, just like coach. And then they all just dispersed, like immediately. Like it, it, it's insane. I mean, it, it's I don't know his reach, his like it was unbelievable. I mean, g- give us a coach Kirby for those who know coach. Like just just picture his face. Like picture that North Sand Mountain ball cap with him wearing like like cut off like <laughs> like sweats for shorts and his like beat up 1998 like north mountain football <laughs> t-shirt like just imagine that for a second with his glasses of course with his glasses just imagine that while while you listen to one of dakota's best and well-known impressions here we go what are you doing son Little D, little D. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he had this one 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 particular saying they would say when somebody had a hot hand, just draining the threes. You know, somebody better guard him, right? You better guard the white boy. <laughs> God, man, that was it was hilarious, man. We had some fun times. I mean, just just listen to him doing all the impressions like of all the coaches i mean it, it really like it blew up it went viral around the school and man if tiktok w- w- were a thing back then you'd have believed that this guy would <laughs> this guy would have been some sort of like you know social media influence. do you think he would have risen to the top of the social media world i don't know about all that but, <laughs> but it had been it'd been something he was the other thing well i know that i think about it this is how it really got out to the teachers. Is I don't know if you remember this or not. We was on a trip northeast. I remember that. And uh, we was at the back of the bus. And 
I said something. I said one of the sayings or something. And uh, the, the teacher that was on the bus with us heard us. And he like stopped and froze. And he looked up. Well, you seen him. I didn't see him. But he looked up and he said, who was that? And you more or less sold me out on him and told him it was me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, it was Dakota. So I had to get, and then I had to get up and get off that bus and go on another bus in front of, <laughs> in front of, in front of probably another hundred and something people. Oh my God. That and, was funny. uh, you know, didn't do my impression at all then. That's pretty embarrassing, but that's, that's kind of how it got started out through the school. And then from then on, it just, I started impersonating, impersonating them to, to themselves by the end of my school year. Dude, it never stopped, did it? Like it just kept going. I mean, even out of high school, like you, you kept doing it. Like it was, it was insane. Dude, we've we never met until like ninth grade, like freshman year of high school. This dude, like we've got the craziest story of how we became friends. <laughs> like I had let from from eighth grade to ninth grade, right? I had to let my hair just grow out. Um, I went from like doing the, the, you know, the standard, like push your hair up in the front, you know, kind of guy, you know, <laughs> just like every like young, you know, boy in the mid two thousands used to do. So I went from that to like, just let my hair grow out. And it was, I look like, it was like, I look like central casting for like an air apostle ad, you know, um, and it was like, <laughs> I look like a Hawaiian surfer, dude. Did I not? And so, like, I needed to tame it a little bit, so I put uh, this gel in my hair. Dakota comes up, and he's like, hey, what do you put in your hair? <laughs> Literally the first words this guy ever says to me. My, it's called L.A. Looks. <laughs> and so, I don't know if it's because he was a Lakers fan or what what it was. I mean, we, ever since then, I mean, that is developed into a, to a, a, a friendship that is... Um, that has been, you know, filled with like craziness. What do you say? I mean, we we done some stupid stuff. Yeah. But to, to add that little story there, I went I went as far as like the next day, or a couple next days, I guess. I went to the store and actually bought the stuff, and then went back to school then the following day and pulled it out of my bag. I said, Hey, is this the right stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, this guy showed up in the field house in the locker room. He's like, He's like. Hey, is this it? <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah, that's it. That's the same, it's the same hair gel that I use. That's when I knew he was committed to like making a friend. I was like, dude, let's let's you know, let's hang out. And so, you know, we start start camping and you know, with our with our bros and I tell you, we've we've done some stupid stuff while camping. Have we not? Oh yeah. I mean it, that was like our our like we look for that every Friday night, do we not? But but I had to get up every single Saturday morning, like right in time, so I could make it to now to the to watch the Alabama game. Like it was it was unbelievable, um, dude. I I don't know. Looking back on it, I would not have done that. I would not have done a couple of things that I did. One of them were was um, sneaking into an abandoned house. I mean, was that not an insane, like, experience for you? Yeah, I thought we was going to die that night because uh, we had a bunch of us went, you know, everything. Only three of us went up there to check everything out. For some reason, we wanted to be all cool and creative, so we climbed through a broken glass window. 
And uh, they wanted me to video it, so I videoed it. Keep in mind, this this house was abandoned by a meth addict, like the, like a, me, a legit meth head abandoned this house. And so I was videoing and everything, you know, and whatnot. So got it all through there. Well, there's a little makeshift fireplace mantle type thing, and there's this creepy looking little doll on it. And they wanted me to video that and get a close in on that. Well, anyways, we make it back to the campsite and everything. About we steal letters, by the way. We stole letters that this guy had written. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then, then we got back down there and we showed everybody the video. And uh, there's about eight or nine of us down there. One guy went ahead and laid down. And uh, so we were sitting there and it was all real quiet. Like, you know, the creek was kind of dry. So you really <clears throat> could hear about everything that walked. We hear something rattle in the woods. And it more or less sounded like a squirrel. And, uh, and it was closest to me, by the way. Like, I was the furthest back, and I heard something. <laughs> like, it sounded like leaves shuffling. You know, it sounded like, it sounded like some leaves had shuffled around a little bit. <clears throat> and everybody's like, oh, that's just a squirrel ball boss. We just went back and watched it. Well, it got right up to the point of the video where that little doll popped up. And then as soon as it happened, the, the loudest boom, like a shotgun, went off. Dude, it legit sounded like a 410 had just, like, went off. Like, we were getting shot at. And so without any hesitation you know everybody scrambled and and ran up this big long hill and then we got stopped at the there's these two big rows of barbed wire and everybody didn't know what to do and all of a sudden people started diving under like we was in the army and uh <laughs> dude we were like we thought we were like some sort of like navy seal operation that was conducted by the way we didn't the guy who we had went and laid down prior to the shooting we thought we didn't let him know. Like we just took off, and then later, like he just catches back up with us. Like he's the biggest guy there, and, and like we ran uphill like it was no one. Like no one was gonna get in our way. But I mean, we we go through like some brush like no one's ever seen, man. When we run through the cemetery, <laughs> we're diving in a ditch every time, like because we have to go back to our cars, which are parked at at this like gas station that's <laughs> that was not in use at the time. And you know we, you know we're diving in ditches every time a truck comes by. We finally get to where we're going, right? And then we see this flashlight, and we're like, we're done. Like, did y'all stop? Didn't y'all? Y'all were ahead of us. I was at the very front of the line of everybody, and I thought we was more or less going to get killed. And, <laughs> and uh, because these are like crazy people who have been in this house, and we thought that they had seen us, and they were they were going to kill us all. And, uh, so, because our, our car and stuff was more or less behind this guy, and, uh, so, he, uh, accidentally shined the light on his face after he started screaming at us while we were running, blah, 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 and then it, I found out, then I noticed it was my stepbrother, after all that, it was his and his friends that come down there and wanted to scare everybody, and then, uh, at that point in time, one of my friends that went, he said to know the guy, well, he started having a panic attack, and he just, like, spazzed out and got in his truck. And, <laughs> he just and, went and, home, he, like, I tell it out. Um, but I got in the guy's face, dude. I got in Dakota's stepbrother's face, and he's just—it's a great guy, Casey Bolton, man. I've been there. There's no reason I should have, but I was just so full of emotion. I just cussed him up and down, like he should have legit punched me in the face. But I mean, I, I called him every name in the book. I mean, I was so mad, I because my adrenaline had been never been higher. I thought we were getting shot at, we were running for our lives. Uh, but it was turned out to be the best prank of all time. 
If I remember right, that was uh, we had an injury that night. By the way, as well, we had one guy. I think he. Uh, yeah, bad injury. By the way, he, he sliced his leg open. We told him not. To, we told people not to wear shorts down there, and he. One, he's one of the ones that wore shorts and. Uh, and like, could have developed staff. Yeah, he could have. He could have got really bad infected, but he stayed all night and then ended up having to go to the hospital the next day and get like twenty something stitches. And like, explain it to teachers. I, like, I had math, like remedial math class with this guy. Like, we had the math class that you take when you like you're not like the smartest with the, as the other people. And like, this was a class that you had to take in order to, to graduate. And so like. You know, I was taking class with this guy. We had to like explain to teachers, like, "Dude, what the hell happened to your? To what happened to your leg?" But, dude, it was. We've done some stupid stuff, man. But I mean, it it was fun stuff. Like looking back on it, it was legendary, kind yeah, of. It was, it was very interesting, to say the least. I mean, everyone knows Colorcraft Studios. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know where this is going. But I mean, there was one night. So Dakota used to live right beside Colorcraft Studios. Was that their head? No, that wasn't their headquarters. That was just one of their buildings. Was that? Is that right? Yeah, one of their buildings. Yeah, and so there are these like two abandoned campers, and you know we had us. Um, was it one or two cigars? Two. <laughs> so we had us like two grape swisher sweet cigars. You know th- we thought we were the coolest kids in town, man. Like we two swisher sweet grape cigars, cigarellos, right? Is that what they call? Yeah. And so we like we wanted somewhere to go smoke them, you know, sit down and chill, you know, and uh, you know listen to some Little Wayne <laughs> and Drake. And then so we like we climbed over. No, no, no. Was there a fence climb up? No, we just we just walked through, didn't we? Walked through the gate. Yeah, walked through the gate onto Colorcraft. We trespassed on Colorcraft Studio property. Um, highly illegal. <laughs> and we go in this camper that we don't know whose it is. We just start smoking. Yeah, we thought we was the coolest people in this, this abandoned little camper thing. And, uh, Smoking a cigar. And uh, we did that, I think, more than once. But another story, I don't know if it was the same not, but another day we had this weird kick where we wanted to dress up as a uh, Michael Myers and uh, scream. Dude, that was legit the funnest thing to do. Even though cars passing by had to think, dude, these people are... They belong in a insane asylum, man. They, they, they had to have thought we were the weirdest people, but it was so fun. Like, it was just, like, because they didn't know who we were. We would just dress up and walk down the street, and, like, cars would just look at us. Like, what are these idiots doing? But I remember one time, like, you stood in the, I, I dressed as Scream always, you dressed as Michael Myers, right? And, like, this, there's one time Dakota, like, legit just stood in the middle of the road and, like, put his hand out to this car <laughs> Like, he was just going to grab the car or something. I'm like, dude, move. Like, you're going to get ran over. And <laughs> I'm dying just thinking of it. Yeah, I stood in the road, and I, I pointed at him and, and made a fist at him and whatever. And I noticed he put his brakes on, and he, he was going to turn around so me and Dylan got out of there. Well, it just so happens the next night or next day, I had dinner at my mom's, and she was... Uh, she worked at Guttercraft, you know, and she got to me. She said, yeah. She said, so this guy came into work. He said, man, he said, I, I got scared to death last night. And she said, why? What happened? She said, she said, it was just like the movie. And she said, what movie? She said, well, I was, I was going home. Everything. He said, I was going home. He said, all of a sudden, Michael Myers out in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> like for someone that grew up probably in the 80s, like watching uh, Michael Myers at his prime. And like just having... T- 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 
terrible like her in his flashbacks like and it's coming to life he, he uh he said he uh he he seen him he said he pointed started pointing at me he said so i stopped he said i pulled down the road and i turned around and come back he said it was just like the movie he said he was gone he wasn't over to be found he said man i couldn't sleep that night he said i had my i got my gun out and i was looking <laughs> i was like i was looking in every room in my house under my bed he said i, I was nervous and uh and uh then i think I think my mom finally told him that hey, that was that was my son that has had one of those masks. But like we we for real we could have been doing like worse stuff. You know, I mean, like you know, you hear all these terrible stories of like kids getting into drugs and like people, you know, kids just like doing crazy stuff. But I mean, we just did like some strange things that we thought it was the funniest stuff. Well, we did we did one time back on the cuttercraft thing we. uh we walked up that way for some reason, and uh, it was the same night as we smoked the cig- cigars. And there was a road that goes behind the the the, the cuttercraft, whatever. And I seen this little car, little going kind of slow down the road. So I just took off running. Dylan's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I just hang on a minute." And I run up the road and I started like yanking on the fence like I was from an insane asylum. You like you jumped on the fence and started shaking the gate, and that car just dead stopped. So the guy stops, gets out, and then I see him stop. So I take off running, and then uh, Dylan slips and falls. Of course, I don't help him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't help me. I, like I slip and fall. For as far as I know, this guy's gonna like stop and like, you know, hold us like, <laughs> and gonna detain us. So we run through. We run, think we're getting away. We run to a dead end, and then uh, we we finally, I don't know which way we go. But we finally make a way, go back home. We go into my bedroom and look out the window, and all of a sudden you see all these cars and vans, people pulling up, driving down the road with flashlights, looking at dumpsters and ditches and everything. <laughs> and then we thought it was so cool that we were going to get on the phone and start calling people and say, "Oh, it's the last time we'll see you, man." And and uh... <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were getting locked up. We thought we were going away for a while. That was a that was a pretty interesting. Little, little deal yeah it was definitely one of the more interesting times that we we have had indeed i mean it man i'll tell you what it's high school was fun it was something else like we got ourselves into some funny situations man it was it was crazy it was crazy did we also beef a little bit when we had um boston and la oh yeah <laughs> did we would get into some legit like I mean, some serious 2K NBA. T- it w- wasn't the NBA Live, was it? NBA 2K. Those were always the best games. Yeah. <laughs> we were getting to some like LeBron. I mean, um, Kobe versus like versus Paul Pierce. We'd get some really good, um, good games. No joke. Um, but and we would like have our hold our fake drafts where we'd make our own teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun. But but in real life too, I mean that's that's when Boston and L.A. had become like the two best teams in the in the league again, and I believe in 08, Celtics won, 2010 was it Lakers won? Celtics won 2008, Lakers won the next two years. Oh uh, yeah, don't yeah don't forget that it was the next two years, right? Yeah, but um, man, I tell you, it was, it was crazy stuff, fun stuff, fun times, fun times indeed. <laughs> Oh, but you know, I mean, you know, trying to get this podcast up and been going, trying to get some some more, you know, well better known 
guests on, on the show. Had had Lewis P on the show last episode. Had um got my my boy Dakota Smith two four on the uh, <laughs> on the cast streaming today. You know, just having some fun with it, hoping to uh, provide some comedic relief in these stressful times of coronavirus with uh, um, with nothing nothing to do. Uh, you know, in closing, just kind of want to get kind of want to get Coach O's take on this whole coronavirus situation, man. Um, wouldn't want to bring in Coach O again one last time for a minute. Coach, what what do you make of this, man? What do you make of the the whole COVID nineteen Chinese Wuhan coronavirus? Well, uh, you know. I, I'm not saying it's not fake, but uh, I mean I'm, I'm saying I'm saying it might be a real real thing out there. But you know, the media, the media just exploded this out of proportion. You know, somebody has a wreck, corona, and they die. Oh, coronavirus killed them. Somebody gets shot in the head. You know, by a gun. Coronavirus killed them. You know that's why the numbers are all spiked up across. The, everybody flipping out. Oh, we're talking all these cases and all these numbers. Everybody dying. Well. If everybody went right down and just because somebody dies of cancer of coronavirus, then the numbers would be as high as they are. He said, I just think it's all a joke. Uh, you know, I'm not saying people don't have it, but these numbers, is, is, it ain't right. You know, they, we're down in Louisiana. It's hot. Ain't nobody got it. We we play, we ready to play football. You know, we just, we're ready to go. But uh, we, we can't do nothing because all, we all just shut down BS, you know. But uh, I'm hoping that it'll go, it'll go away soon. You know, we're ready to play football. <laughs> I mean, have you, Coach, have you not been invited to be a guest on Fox News? I thought that's some good material that you could potentially be on Tucker or Hannity or Laura Ingram. Have you not been invited on Fox News? I feel like uh, you're raising your political profile here here recently. No, I, I ain't been invited yet, you know, but uh, I ain't going to turn down an opportunity if they ever reach out to me. I mean, good, good way to put yourself in front of recruits, right? Yeah, you know, anything to help the LSU program out, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it helping out the LSU Tigers because you know, Nick Saban, they, they, they look bad at us. We beat them and then we don't win the championship. They they gonna be they gonna be ready. You know, they they got a good team, got a good coach staff. Uh, you know, you know we had a Heisman Trophy candidate Joe Burrow, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know. And they gonna be ready. I don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. I don't know who their quarterback's gonna be, but it's gonna be a war. You know, they, 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 they gonna, it's gonna be a war. <laughs> it's gonna be a battle for sure, Coach. So, <laughs> tell us. Uh, I mean, what, what's your relationship look like with Nick Saban? Do you think he's the goat? Is he the greatest of all time? Or could you potentially take that medal away from him? Well, you, the way I see the old greatest of all time conversation, you, you can't say greatest of all time. You know why the time ain't ended yet? So. Whatever the good Lord says, times in it, then you can say who's the greatest all time. You know what I'm saying? But uh, until then, ain't nobody greatest all time. He's a good coach. <laughs> I, I, I'm a good coach too, but I don't say I'm the greatest all time. <laughs> coach, Coach O, you, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, we don't say, you know, we, we try to leave off the explicitives, um, the, the. Uh, bad language on this show but you know you really you really in the locker room um was it an instagram live that a lsu player recorded you saying roll tide what f you and so i mean we do you regret saying that and do you believe that 
um, that gives the tide a little ammunition for uh, the next go around. Well, you know, we say things when we get excited and get fired up. You know, we it just tends to come out. They want to have ambition towards me, and, 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 and that's fine. But all, all they need to know is we're ready. We'll be ready for the tide. Well, I, I certainly do believe that the SEC West is probably, I wouldn't say wide open, it's probably exclusive between the Tide and the Tigers. Um, it will be played in Baton Rouge in your in your um, backyard. Um, do you think with the hostility that the LSU fans have shown Nick Saban and the Tide in, in, over the recent years, do you think that the security needs to be beefed at the... Uh, at, um, at in Baton Rouge. Well, I think <clears throat> I think with uh, what happened up there in Tuscaloosa this past year, that uh, our security ain't got to worry about nothing because they come into our place. It's called Death Valley for a reason. You know, that's where dreams come to die. And uh, you know, it, it, it's gonna be ain't gonna be a game this time. I'm just telling you right now, it ain't gonna be no game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a landslide. And uh, Tigers will be ready. Whew. Well. As a Tide fan, I don't know. I mean, I hope you hope you're wrong, but we shall um, we 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 shall see about that. Um, <laughs> Coach, one last question um, before we before we let you let you go here. Um, a lot of lot of conversation around what your favorite food is. I mean, we know that you like uh, crawfish. We know you like jambalaya. We know you like Creole. Um, what is your favorite food? I mean, is it macaroni? Is it something obscure? Is it hamburger meat? Is it pizza? Ch- fried chicken? What is your favorite food, and um, and what you, do you prefer to drink it with? Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I do like all those things you mentioned, but uh, something I guess people don't really realize about me or know about me is uh, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, pizza fan, you know, and. Uh, you know, I like to have that with a big old glass of sweet tea. You know, up in them northerners up there, they don't know what sweet tea is. They don't want people down south know what that is, but they they missing out. Did you enjoy your time at USC? I mean, you talk about being a southern man. You seem like you're straight from the swamp, uh, <laughs> which the tide will most certainly attempt to drain next next year, uh, this season. But did you enjoy your time at USC? That was terrible. That was a terrible experience. I'm to California. All them, all them liberals. You know, it was, it was awful. It was awful. They, they won't hear what I have to say. That's why LSU program still ain't, still ain't, still ain't in camp. Because that, it's, just, it's just a liberal community, liberal school. And uh, they just, they ain't never going to be able to do it again. That's just, that's that's going to be. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here um, first, guys. Um, from Coach O. I believe you have your you have two words uh, to say before you before you go. Is it is it roll tide? Yeah, well, you never in a million years hear me say those words. But uh, all I gotta say is, Cortacas. <laughs> <laughs> the Dakota Smith done a brilliant job here on the Dylan Smith Experience podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the stream. You can find the podcast on Spotify. Check the link on Twitter. Twitter handle is at Dylan Smith Pods. Again, Twitter handle at Dylan Smith Pods. Check it. God bless.